Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Ah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We are back live. And guess who decided to show up for work today? Yes, Lucy DeGrazia is in the house. And this is Jesus Rocks episode 419, which is the 20th segment in the series. Unbelievable that she's still going strong after 20 episodes. And uh, today's episodes, don't assume, notice how I wrote it in the cryon, capital A-S-S, assume the word, things we believe are in the Bible that are not. My favorite one, money is the root of all evil. And you know, it's amazing. They want you to believe that, right? This is all planned. The things that these people tell you, like when they, they, they misquote the Bible or they uh, only give you part of the verse when the real meat and potatoes is either before or after. So it changes the meaning. And they do that by design because they don't want you to know. They want you to be misled. They want to manipulate. They love propaganda. So that's actually... I looked it up today. It's one, first Timothy, right? It's first Timothy 6.10. And it is for the love of money is the root of all evil, right? So the love of the money is the root of all evil. Not money is the root of all evil because I could never understand why they would blame money. Why are you, what, what did money ever do to you? Like who would ever say that? And it's because they don't want, they want you to be poor, right? They want you to be destitute. They want you to be uh, uh, a servant, a slave, and dependent on them, the government, and all that fun stuff. They want you, that God wants you to prosper, wants you to be healthy, wants you to be wealthy in many, many ways. So uh, they, but they, they, you know, we talk about they on the show all the time. So Lucy's going to kind of bring you some zingers. Go, let me, let me make my comment about the money. It's 1103. And I told Lucy, I will be off in five minutes because she said last week you had a double intro. And then my response to her was, well, that's because you didn't come to work. Okay. But she's here today. So I don't know that you guys have missed her. And, um, she is, she came in guns blazing today. So I, uh, and I said, you're going to tell me some of these other little gems that you got in your, uh, bag of tricks about things that people have said are in the Bible, but are not. She said, no, I'm going to save it for the show. So I was trying to get some stuff out of her earlier to give you guys some uh, teasers. And I said, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's another goat episode, you know, greatest of all time. So I got to do the, in, the thumb in or thumb out. Helen Keller doesn't matter. It's I love Satan no matter what. Go ahead and watch that episode. I think it was three, 359, the one we just did. No, no, it wasn't 359. It was uh, three, 373 or 378. 373. Yeah, go watch that one, which is symbols, which is... And oh, why, my, whatever. All right, so here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening and watching over on TECN.TV. We're there Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time. When, uh, Jesus Rocks is over on Brighton on the Sunday lineup, right? The Faith lineup, and that's at 7.30 a.m. Mountain, 9.30 Eastern. And uh, we're also over on the Get Her, getting a lot of traction over there. We're on Pill.net, which is the foxhole. You can catch us on Right America Media, cons uh, Conservative Television of America, Frank Speech, and all the social media platforms. We're coming to you live. And then don't forget, Everything Home, my show, is over on uh, Brighton.tv on Fridays at 5 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, so one more thing before we go. You know, I didn't say the word Arizona. This is probably the first time I've gone on air and I'm not saying it. So don't think I forgot about you, Arizona. I'm the only person literally been talking about it every day since November 8th. So uh, I'm, I'm going to make time today slash tomorrow. So tomorrow it's going to go out. It's going to be the sub stack of all time. 
Okay. So you're going to go to savemyfreedom.us, savemyfreedom.us. That's a subtech account where I'm giving you all the facts, information, truth, documents about Arizona, the election, the most corrupt uh, and a fraudulent election ever in the history of uh, America, of Merca, right? But I'm going to actually launch some stuff that's never been talked about before, that's never been known, that's never been seen. Then you just go like this. Okay. So I'm going to do that for everybody because I'm tired of the lies. I'm tired of, uh, the bull. So I'm going to just bust it on open. And if they come get me, like they still came in my house three times already, these people, they took my training manual and then they've come in my house and left a little message, right? That's okay. It's not a big deal. I got, I got Lucy praying for me and I got, uh, I got God on my side because of this show. All right. So, uh, grab your, uh, Bible, grab your phone, tell your friends to tune on in, grab your belt of truth, put on that comment sense cap, everybody tell them to go to jesusrockslive.com, jesusrockslive.com. And, uh, I, what you're supposed to play the music. So then I know to get off. Okay. She's like, one, she's not here for one week and she forgets the whole show. All right. So enjoy the show. Uh, I, I, I'm excited. She hasn't really told me anything and I don't like secrets. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, here you go, my dear. You want to be closer or you yeah, go there? I think so. How about that? Perfect. Hi, everybody. So, as usual, I'm so glad to be back, and uh, thanks for your prayers. And uh, it was a rough week last week. We had uh, some some hits from the devil, and uh, one of them was a, a car wreck. But praise God, we were all safe. And uh, the car is a mess, but we're all okay and uh, uninjured and. All the glory goes to our great God, who's protecting us and it with us. So we're going to worship now. Um, and remember, the reason why I start with song is because worship prepares our hearts. And the message is always about our hearts. God speaks to the heart. So we want to open up our hearts. Here I am, down on my knees again. Surrender it all. Surrender it all. Find me here, Lord, as you draw me near, desperate for you. Desperate for you.
I surrender. I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you more. Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this day, my Father God. We thank you for loving us, for never giving up on us, Father. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. We worship you, God. And God, I just want to thank you for that beautiful rainbow yesterday, that reminder in this darkness, in this deep darkness, that you have not forgotten us, that you are still with us, that you that you are leading us, Father. And today I ask that you speak through me mightily, that you soften ears and eyes and open hearts, that they may hear you through me. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. All right. So yeah, good to be back. And uh, as you're seeing, uh, the world's getting crazier, isn't it? <laughs> so as the world's getting crazier, we need to get uh, we need to get stronger. Um, <clears throat> I heard an interesting sermon this past weekend by a pastor that I follow, and he said the wrong view of Christianity leads us to leak weak Christians. I'll say that again: the wrong view of Christianity leads to weak Christians, and we're pretty weak, and it's all deliberate because. Our enemy doesn't want us to be armed. I mean, think about us with the Second Amendment. They've been trying to take away the Second Amendment forever. Why? Because they don't want us to be armed. Because if we're armed, we can defend ourselves and probably win against them, right? Same thing with the with the word, okay? If we're armed with the power of the Lord, we win against the demons. And they know that, so they have to keep us disarmed. Remember, the demons know God better than we do. The demons know scripture better than we do. Um, and we got to change that around now, don't we? So um, let's get right to it today. Uh, the title of my show, Don't Assume the Word, because we do assume things are in the Bible that are not. Um, and before we get into this, I just want to um, tell you guys, next week uh, is the 21st, I think, or the 22nd, whatever. And we're going to have a show. Uh, I want to do a question and answer show, because I want to give it back to you guys. Um, so please email me this week with questions, um, favorite Bible verses, uh, something that you might want me to read or say or talk about. Uh, next week's going to be your show. So um, yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So please take this week now to email questions because we're going to, Michelle's going to join me next week and we're going to, she's going to read off the questions and we're going to talk about, we're going to have a good time. So please participate in this Bible study and send me questions. You can reach me through lucydegrazia.com and find my email, my email address right there and email me personally. Um, and then I'm going to print up all the questions, give them to Michelle, and then we'll have them here for next week. So please, please do that. And it'll be a lot of fun. Okay. So let's, let's get into it. So I want to talk about things that are in, things that we say that we think are in the Bible, but they're really not. And it's really kind of interesting. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, evil is everywhere, right? Because the demons know that Jesus is close. The last time there was this much demonic activity on the earth was when Jesus was here. The demons knew it. And that's why Jesus spent two-thirds of his time here casting out demons and teaching us how we have the same power to do the same thing. So it's time we learn our Holy Spirit power. Um, so um, I just want to remind us, I saw this really cool article, and I'm just going to read a, a few things from it. It's uh, how can believers be in the world but not of the world, right? Because we're supposed to, we're not of the world, right? Because we're set apart, but we have to live in this world. But if we blend in too much, then how does anybody know that we're believers in Jesus? And that's kind of what we do. Um, so I just want to read a couple of really interesting things from this article that I highlighted. So in the New Testament, the world, the word world, uh, the Greek translation is cosmos. That's the, that's the word for world. And cosmos in the Greek refers to uh, the inhabited earth or people who live on the earth, the cosmos. Um, and Satan, according to John and, and according to God, Satan is the ruler of the cosmos. Okay. So he rules the world. Well, our system is ruled by Satan. 
So when you hear people go, you know, not everything's about the devil, Lucy. Okay, well, what is? Okay, God could create the world. The world is God's. God is in control of everything. But God is sovereign and he's decided for whatever reason, he's letting Satan control here. So Satan is ruling here under God's control, but he's ruling here. The world system is his, okay? Um, and that believers in Jesus are no longer of the world. When you don't believe in Jesus, we're automatically defaulted to the ways of the, of the world and the world system. When we belong to Jesus, we're being changed into his image, and it causes, according to this, our interest in the things of the world to become less and less as we mature in Christ. So the more, the closer you walk with Christ, the less in this world you're going to be, okay? Um, John 17, this article says, as believers, we should be set apart from the world, Okay. To be set apart, we are not to engage in the sinful activities that the world promotes. We are we are to retain the insipid, corrupted. We are, uh, we are not to retain the insipid, corrupt mind that the world creates. Rather, we are to conform ourselves, Romans twelve, to the minds of Christ. Okay, and we do this daily, right? We take up our cross daily. We we put on our armor daily. We do this every single day. Um, this article says, we are to live in such a way that those outside the faith will see our good deeds and our manner and know that there is something different about us. Christians who make every effort to live, think, and act like those who do not know Christ do Christ a great disservice. Even the heathen knows by their fruits they shall be known. And as Christians, we should exhibit the fruit of the Spirit within us. And if you want to uh, look at the fruits of the Spirit, that's in Galatians chapter 5. Okay, there's nine of them that we're supposed to have, and that's how we know each other. God says, you know, how do you know other Christians? When you're out there, you'll know them by their fruit. How do you know a non-Christian? You'll know them by their lack of fruit, Okay. Um, being in the world means that we can enjoy the things of the world because God did create it, right? But we are not to immerse ourselves in what the world values, nor are we to chase after worldly pleasures. So when you hear, you know, Joel Osteen's and those prosperity preachers saying, you know, visualize that boat, you're going to have that boat. You want that mansion, visualize it. We're not supposed to chase after worldly pleasures. Pleasure is no longer our calling in life when we are followers of Jesus, but rather the worship of God, okay? So the closer we get to Jesus, the more it is about worshiping our great God, okay? Um, you can't have both. Like Michelle said, you know, it's the love of money, It's right? It's not money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money because Jesus tells us, you can't love both. You can't have the Holy Spirit and the demons living inside, right? You can't because one will outdo the other. You can't have a cookie jar full of carrots, right? You have to, I mean, full of good nutritious carrots if it's full of, of cookies and junk. So you have to empty out the junk and then put the nutritious carrots in, right? So you can't have both in there. Otherwise, it'll just make a mess. All right. So enough of the, the worldview. I'm just trying to push that we need as believers to not be uh, so invested in all the ways of this world because the ways of this world are Satan's ways and we got to get our minds around that. All right. So I was laughing because I'm like, we, 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 so we say these things like money is the root of all evil, right? And then we pass it on like the telephone game. And before we know it, we believe that it's in the Bible, but we don't really read the Bible, do we? We trust our pastors and stuff to teach us. And we don't really want to get into it because it's boring and it's too long and I don't understand it. And all the excuses that Satan puts in us to keep us away from the book. Um, and then we just start parroting, literally, what we think the Bible might say. Um, and then oddly things that are actually in the Bible, we dismiss like, you know, hell is a real place. We go, Oh no, hell's not a real place. No, 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 no. no. It's just an idea. Just a state of mind or a state of being really. Cause God says it's a real place. Sheol, right. It's a real place. Um, anyway. All right, let's get started. Let's dig in. Cause I've got about 
seven points to talk about today. So the first one, number one, and get your Bibles because we're going to be going through scriptures. Number one, God wants me to be happy. How many of you think that or say that or believe that or have heard that? God wants me to be happy. Well, <clears throat> happiness is feelings and emotions often based on circumstances which can constantly change. So if God wants me to be happy, and happiness is based on my constantly changing circumstances, then God's kind of like my genie in a lamp, isn't he? Yeah, because he's serving me. Because he wants me to be happy, and things that make me happy are random and change constantly. So how does God know what makes me happy until I tell him, hey, God, this will make me happy, so give it to me? Rub the lamp. It's not in the Bible. Uh, the truth is that God demands our trust and our, and our obedience. And we are to know that when we do everything, it is for our good, even if it doesn't make you happy. Okay? What child wants to eat their broccoli? It doesn't make him happy. But it's good for him to eat that broccoli now, isn't it? Because there's a lot of vitamins and good things in there, right? So... God wants me to be happy? I don't think so. Romans 8, 28, and we know that God will work things together for the good of those who love him, of those who are called according to his purpose. So if, you're, if you love God and you're, you're called and you're serving his purpose, yeah, he will turn bad things around, always. And um, Luke 14, let's get your Bible and read Luke 14. So Luke 14, starting at verse 25, this is Jesus now, and he's telling us uh, to count the cost of being a disciple. So think about God wants you to be happy while I read this. Starting at verse 25 in, in Luke chapter 14, a large crowd was following Jesus and he turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison. Your father, your mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But do not begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him. And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Is that going to make you happy? Yeah. Um, when we believe God wants us to be happy and then we get miserable and we don't get our happiness, what happens? Maybe we don't really believe so much anymore or we don't really think God is all powerful because he's not giving you what you want. Remember, what our, how did Jesus teach us to pray? Thy will be done on earth. We're not supposed to pray for what we want. Our prayers should line up with God's will. And then he'll answer them every time. Um, I got a really good book about emotions. Uh, I'd love for you to read. It's uh, by Dr. Charles Stanley. It's called Emotions, okay? Because we tend to use our emotions and we can get ourselves in a lot of trouble when we're depending on our emotions. This is a really good book. It's an interactive book. It's almost like a Bible study. And Dr. Stanley, if you don't know who he is, In Touch Ministries, he's, he's long retired now, but... Um, there's a great servant of the Lord who gave us a lot of great messages. Um, 
I'm going to read a little bit from this uh, just, just to show you. Um, Dr. Stanley's book, you know, it, it, it teaches us to deal and overcome with emotions and feelings that will take us captive um, and take us away from God. And so he says here, we cannot deny it. Emotions are powerful. We cannot see, taste, or touch them, but we are constantly affected by their forceful presence and the incredible influence they have over us. They are able to alter how we view our day, other people, and even the major events of our lives. Through our feelings, we have the ability to enjoy amazing triumphs and experience deep fulfillment. In fact, some of the greatest accomplishments in history were fueled by the love, enthusiasm, and compassion of the people who achieve them. On the other hand, negative emotions left unchecked can lead us to some of the worst tragedies. Greed, pride, envy, fear, and hatred have destroyed lives and brought down empires. God created you and me with the capacity to experience the full gamut of emotions so we could enjoy life, share our inner being with others, and reflect his image. They were given to us as a gift so we could interact meaningfully with our Heavenly Father and the people that we know. However, in this fallen world, our feelings have become a mixed blessing. The same capacity that allows us to experience intense, overflowing joy is also the gateway to sorrow so deep and overwhelming that like Job, we may wish we had never been born. Okay. So I highly suggest you read this book and get your emotions under control because we, we tend to let our emotions run away, run away from us. And that gets us into trouble with the Lord. So I hope now you understand God doesn't care if you're happy or not. It's not about you being happy. It's about serving God. Okay. And trust and obedience. That's what it's about. All right. Number two. We are all God's children. You hear that all the time. Oh, Lucy, we're all God's children. Okay, let's get something straight here. God created everyone. Oh, sorry, I have to break from Brighteon. Brighteon, you're not going to get to hear the rest. Go over to JesusRocksLive.com, Brighteon, and, and catch the rest of the show. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Okay, so God created everybody, but that doesn't mean everybody belongs to God. Okay? Only those who have repented, repent means a 180, you're changing your ways, and place their faith in Jesus Christ alone, in Christ alone, as your Lord and Savior, and you possess the Holy Spirit, then you can claim God as your Father. Okay? Romans 8. Turn to Romans chapter 8. We're going to start at verse 14, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Okay? Remember, if Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, if he is not Messiah over your soul, you are automatically defaulted to the ways of this world, to Satan's ways. Okay? Matthew 12. Turn to Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. Jesus says, anyone who is not with me opposes me. And anyone who is not working with me is actually working against me. There's no neutrality with Jesus. If you're not with him, you're automatically defaulted against him. Okay? So get on team Jesus. Make Jesus Lord of your life. If you have not been baptized yet, I suggest you find somebody, get baptized. Proclaim your allegiance to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's the only way. All righty. Here's, here's one. These are all like so, so favorite to me because all of these I've heard in conversations from Christians. We all worship the same God. 
We all worship the same God. I have a friend of mine who's a Christian, ordained minister, worship leader, celebrates with Muslims, dresses up in the full garb, does the, the holy day festivities and all their stuff. She acts like a Muslim when she's with her Muslim friends. Really weird. And she calls herself a follower of Jesus. She thinks we all worship the same God. This is what the Lord say. First commandment. Look at the first commandment. There is only one true God. Only one God. I am the Lord your God. You will have no other gods before me. Only one true God. Deuteronomy 4, chapter uh, chapter 4, verse 39. Deuteronomy 4, 39. So remember this and keep it firmly in mind. The Lord is God, both in heaven and on earth, and there is no other. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. What's his name? Jesus. John 14, 6. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but through me. Do we interpret God's words? Do we say, oh, I don't think he really meant that. Really? No one can come to the Father but through me. And uh, let's go to Joshua. Joshua 20, 24. This is Michelle's favorite. We did a whole, this is our Joshua moment last summer series. Joshua 24, starting at verse 14. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors that served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live now? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So, do we all worship the same God? No. So when somebody tells you we worship the same God, now you have your answers. You go right to the Bible. And if they still have a problem with it, let them take it up with the Lord, because then they have a problem with the Lord. Okay, here's another crowd favorite. We all go to heaven when we die. All dogs go to heaven. I don't know about all people. We all go to heaven when we die. Again, John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So if you are talking to somebody who does not have Jesus as the savior of their soul, their personal Messiah, who is not following the ways of Jesus and being transformed to look like Jesus, the image of Christ. And they think they're going to go to heaven. You need to set them straight. John 14, 6. The other thing is a lot of us believe that heaven is an idea. Hell is an idea. They're not really places. They're symbolic Let's get that out of our minds. What, what the Lord says is the, what, the, what it is. Heaven is a real place. It's not an idea. Hell is a real place. It is not an idea. And then the fact that so many people believe that everybody goes to heaven shows a serious lack of biblical literacy. You guys, need, we need to know our Bible. Know your Bible. It's the sword. John MacArthur says, 
People are going to be real surprised when they die because they're going to they're going to see 95% of hell is going to be full of Christians who think that they were going to heaven when they died because they thought they were a good person. It's not how you get to heaven. 1 Corinthians, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse starting at verse 9. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin. You know, we tend to like look at homosexuality as like, oh my gosh, that's so bad. Any sexual sin. Have you had sex out of marriage? Repent and ask forgiveness for that. We've all done that, haven't we? Adultery? Because it goes in here. So don't fool yourself. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols. And you go, oh, I don't worship idols. Like, because you don't have a little, a little statue of like some Hawaiian little island uh, idol, like on the Brady Bunch. You're not, you're not worshiping idols. Anything that you put before God, that's an idol. Oh yeah, I want to go to church, but oh, I, I've got 18 rounds of golf to play first. That's an idol. Okay. Oh yeah, I was thinking about going to that worship night, but I got tickets to this concert. That's an idol. You're putting it before God. Anything you put before God is an idol. Oh, I really want to watch the show on Netflix. I'm going to binge watch it. That's an idol. Okay. So let's get back into 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9. I'm going to start it over. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheat people, none of these people will inherit the kingdom of God. Did you ever cheat somebody? Did you ever take something that didn't belong to you? You see, none of us will inherit the kingdom of God. Good news, we have Jesus. Because through Jesus, we can ask God for forgiveness and he will forgive us when we commit these sins. And we're going to commit sins. Following Jesus doesn't mean we're sinless. It just means we're, we have control. And that when we do sin and we do trip, and Jesus said, my people will trip seven times, but they'll still get back up. That's what we do. We get back up. We get on our knees. We ask for forgiveness. We turn, we repent, and we, we keep walking. You see? But don't think you're so good that we're all going to heaven. Know your Bible. Okay? In Luke chapter 18, there's the uh, story, read it. In Luke chapter 18, there's the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And the Pharisee is like, oh, Lord, I just want to thank you that I don't sin like those other people. Right? I don't do those things. I'm not, I'm not adulterous. I'm not gay. I don't, I'm not homosexual. I don't sin like that. Well, do you go home and, and, and drink three bottles of wine? Okay. Read Luke 18. Read that story. All right. Acts chapter 17, verses 10 and 11. Now, this is interesting because the people of Thessalonica, so Paul and Silas were teaching, right? They went to Thessalonica, and because of the, the rabbis there, the rabbis convinced the people, oh, my gosh, these guys are crazy. Don't listen to them. They're, they're spewing out all kinds of lies. This is not true. This is not true. And so the people of Thessalonica, they started rioting and they, they like chased Paul and Silas out, literally. They're like, we don't want to hear you. We don't want to hear you. So in Acts chapter 17, starting at verse 11, so Paul and Silas went to Berea, okay? And, and starting at verse 11, the people of Berea were more open-minded than the people in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. 
People in Thessalonica just believe what their rabbis told them. Okay. Oh my gosh. They're, they're preaching all kinds of lies. And the people in Thessalonica said, you're preaching all kinds of lies, Paul and Silas, get out of here. But the people in Berea, they listened. They said, wow, the stuff he's saying sounds amazing. If this is true, this Messiah, this is it. This is amazing. We, our Messiah has come. Let's learn more. Let's search the scriptures to see if Paul and Silas are right. Be like the people in Berea. Test everything that you think you want to believe against the scriptures. God will show you if you're right or not. I mean, we just got a wake-up call with trust the science, Dr. Fauci, get your vaccine, get your vaccine. How many of us researched it and can now say, I'm a proud, unvaxxed child of the living God? Sadly, a lot of us can't say that because we have blind trust. Stop blind trusting. If if 2020 and COVID and stolen elections have taught us nothing else, it's stop blind trusting because we're told. We have the Bible. It's our map. Read it, know it, learn it, study it, memorize it. All right. So hope that answers that question. Moving on. Number five. So many hang on this one. God won't give you more than you can handle. Hmm. <laughs> well, we live in Satan's world. So what is there that we can handle on our own? We live in Satan's world. What can we handle on our own? I'm not sure. God won't give us more than we can handle. All of life is more than we can handle. Because without Jesus, we got nothing, right? Um, Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus is being tempted, the devil says, here, starting in chapter 4, verse 8, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said, I will give it all to you if you kneel down and worship me. Okay? Now, Jesus did not say, they're not yours to give, Satan. Who do you think? They're, those are God. Those are my fathers. You can't give me. No, because even Jesus knows who's controlling here. Okay? So we live in Satan's world. Everything is fallen. We're automatically defaulted to Satan without Jesus. So why do we think God won't give us more than we can handle? All of life is more than we can handle. And by saying that, what we're doing is we're saying, it's okay, God, I'm going to carry all my heavy burdens by myself. I got this. I got this. I can do this. And that's why I sang the song, I Surrender. Because the truth is, God says, surrender. Give it all up to me. Quit. Stop. Stop. Don't. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Okay? That's the true meaning of faith in God. Surrender. Be surrendered. Don't think you can do it all on your own. Oh, God, can, God won't give me more than I can handle, so I can handle this. God. No, you can't handle anything. Give it all to Jesus. Matthew 11. Turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Let's hear the words of our Lord. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give is light. Isn't that a contradiction to God won't give you more than you can handle? Because that's like strapping it on. And Jesus says, 
My yoke is easy to bear and my burden that I give is light. Okay? Turn to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting at verse 8. <clears throat> we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought that we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. Okay, so we answered that question. All of life is more than we can handle. So God won't give you more than you can handle, really? All right, so now you, you know how to answer these questions. When you go out, you know how to answer these questions, okay? Number six. How many times have you heard this? When you die, heaven gets another angel. Heaven just got another angel. Heaven got another angel. Okay, here's a wake-up call. Humans are not angels. Angels are not humans. And we do not become angels when we die. We don't become angels when we die. Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. You see, we do get a new body. Because these bodies are, are just the shell that the Holy Spirit lives in right now. Our bodies, our human bodies, are given to us here to be the temple of the living God. Okay? Remember, God was outside of our bodies. Old Testament. He traveled in the ark, okay? That's why only the Levites could touch the ark. The ark was holy because that's where God was. He traveled, he led the Israelites with the ark, a pillar of fire, okay, over the ark, and he led them. But then he made the new covenant. Jesus lives inside. We don't need a physical temple anymore because now with the new covenant, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We house the Holy Spirit when Jesus is our Savior. He lives in us. Don't defile your temple. And your temple doesn't become an angel. We just get a better body without disease. And that looks more like Jesus. So yay for our new bodies, okay? But we don't become angels. So let's get that out of our out of our minds. All right. And last but not least, my very, very favorite, because this one you'll hear every day, and you've probably said it yourself. God helps those who help themselves. God helps those who help themselves. Well, this is probably the most anti-gospel of all of these telephone game sayings, because that's what I call them. Telephone game sayings that we've been hearing our whole lives. And oh yeah, they sound really good. So I'm going to say them and, I'll, and then I'll make me look smart. Like I'm in the, like I know the Bible. Know your Bibles, people. It's not that hard. Know your Bibles, commit to it. So God helps those who help themselves. Let's dig into this. Um, it's new age because you got to help yourself. That makes you what? You're your own little mini God. I'm my own God. I 
can do my own thing. I've got this. I, 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 I got it. I got it. I can do this. I can do this. Hmm. With God, everything is possible. Without God, nothing is possible. Okay. So when we're self-reliant or self-righteous, because that's what happens when we, when we've got this attitude that God helps those who help themselves, we got to do everything on our own. You see, I'm self-reliant. And that leads to self-righteousness. And when you're self-righteous, then you're getting in the way of the work of God. What, is, what does Jesus tell us? That we are to die of self, right? So turn to Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. And then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways Take up your cross and follow me. Okay? Turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. Galatians 2, chapter 2. Go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay? Remember, the wrong view of Christianity leads to weak Christians. We're really weak. Our, this country is no longer even a Judeo-Christian country. We're a, a literal melting pot of all pagan ways. And God said no. We have allowed the teachers, the false teachers. Remember, Satan was in the churches first. He was here before us. He was here before God put his two image bearers in the garden. He was waiting he was planning. He was scheming. Remember, he's the father of lies. Turn to Matthew chapter 17. Because <clears throat> I want to hit this home. Why it's so important that we follow Jesus. Okay? When Jesus was walking here, if you read the Gospels, he was casting out demons everywhere. People were a lot of people were demon-possessed because that's what the demons do. Look at our world right now. Look how many demon-possessed people are out there. And it's growing. Church of Satan has Christmas displays right next to nativity displays right now, legally. Church of Satan has petitioned the Supreme Court. I talked about this on Michelle's radio show almost a year ago, Okay. It's coming up on a year. When I first went on to Michelle's radio show, that's how I met Michelle. I heard she had a program. She was a new PC in my district, and I heard she had a radio show. I contacted her because I was organizing a protest against the Church of Satan that was coming to have their first ever national convention right here in Scottsdale. And I asked Michelle if I could get some airtime, which she graciously gave me. And we talked about it. And one of the things I said was one of the reasons we have to fight this with everything within us. Because a lot of Christians were saying, hey, we have religious freedom here and they, you know, they deserve a seat at the table and they have no power over us anyway. Lie. One of the things I said was, the Satanists are going to now petition the Supreme Court for abortion rights because abortion rights is religious practice for Satanists, okay? It's sacrificial to them, you see, to sacrifice a child. That's what their God demands, you see? And guess what? Not even a year later, there's the case at the Supreme Court by this Church of Satan. They want abortion rights as a religion in their church because they sacrifice children. You think they're going to get it? Probably. Because there's because God's people have been weakened. We have no power. We don't have any power. And I'm going to talk about that right now. Matthew 17. 
at the uh, starting at verse 14. At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or in water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. And Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people. He's talking to his disciples. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. And then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy and it left him. And from that moment, the boy was well. Afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, Teacher, why could we not cast out that demon? Jesus told them, you don't have enough faith. I tell you the truth, even if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, one of the smallest seeds, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. So it's our faith that keeps us from being powerful. It's our belief that keeps us from being powerful in the Lord. We've got to stop listening and believing just because we heard something and it sounds good and it sounds righteous and it sounds biblical. Remember, God helps those who help themselves is probably one of the most antichrist things we could say. And yet we say it as though it comes from the Bible, as though it came right out of the mouth of Jesus himself. It didn't. Satan is the father of lies. He cannot ever speak truth. Okay? Know your Bibles, guys. Know your Bibles. If you do nothing else this Christmas season, Christmas isn't about presents and parties and cocktails and eggnog and fun stuff. Yeah, you can do all that too, but this has to come first. Otherwise, Christmas is your idol. That's your God. You celebrate the creation over the creator. Then you might as well be a climate change person because that's what they do. Okay? We celebrate the creator. Christmas is coming. It's the birth of Jesus. Read Luke. Read Luke, the beautiful story of how God sent our Savior to us. Remember I tell you, if your Bible looks new, shame on you. Know your Bibles, people. This is the, the only gift that I could give you for Christmas is to tell you God loves you. Jesus is king. Make him the king of your soul. He's the only way out of this. There's no other way. Without Jesus, we're defaulted to this world and its system and its evil. And I don't know about you, but I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching our children being tortured and sacrificed in satanic ritual. And I'm sick of hearing godless people tell me, no, they're not. No, they're not. And this white rabbit thing that came out of Twitter, I'm leaving you with this. They're, they're going to start to make, just like they're starting to make Trump supporters look like terrorists, anybody who has a white rabbit or a picture of a rabbit because of that Twitter post from Elon Musk is now going to be looked at as dangerous. You know why? Because they need to protect their God and continue to sacrifice children. So they need us to believe that there are no children being sacrificed, that nothing's wrong here. There's no white rabbit. The white rabbit is a symbol for adrenochrome, okay? Look it up. It look, the, the symbol, the chemical symbol for adrenochrome looks like a white rabbit. And that's why we use the white rabbit, okay? So you're going to start to see the rabbits. Well, not a white, it just looks like a rabbit. I'm just saying white rabbit. But you can, you're going to see that. You're going to start to hear it on mainstream news, okay? Know the truth, guys. Be from Berea, not from Thessalonica. All right, I love you. It's time for me to go. I will see you next week. Remember, email me your questions, lucydegrazia.com, or you can email them to Michelle or me. Either way, just email them in because next week's show, I'm going to answer all your questions and, uh, 
and read Bible verses that are your favorite verses. And it's going to be about you guys. So um, you guys have a great week. I love you. Keep the faith and know your Bible. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.